0: where we pursue wisdom in the past between primary and secondary worlds. I'm your host, Andrew Snyder, and I am always grateful for your company. First, I want to thank our latest patron now, because I already recorded the next full episode, and so I wanted to be sure to at least give a shout-out here. And so many thanks to Aaron, who signed on as a junior apprentice. In addition to gaining access to exclusive episodes, early content, voting power, and full access to my substack on Tolkien's letters, uh, which will be returning shortly, this level of support grants her a free copy of Tales from the Perilous Realm and a selection from other curated books every six months. Once I get a few more patrons at this level, books will come more frequently. And I just recently sent you a message, Aaron, so be sure to check Patreon so we can work out delivery. And to everyone else, uh, if you appreciate the content that I provide, please consider supporting me at patreon.com slash Snyder And with Aaron's support, we just achieved the next goal, and so there are some exciting new things happening in the very near future. But for now, I want to tell you about a recent conversation that I had. Um, I recently joined Jeremy Key on his podcast, Through the Keyhole, to discuss the reality of myth, Tolkien, Lewis, Christianity, and other such things. And to hear the full conversation, head over to his podcast, Through the Keyhole, and be sure to subscribe. And you can also follow him on Twitter, at Jeremy A. Key, which is where he and I originally connected.
1: mentioned uh i mentioned c.s lewis i mentioned myth became Mm -hmm. fact and so i want to and i saw you um i saw you tweet uh a little bit from the passage i'm about to read Mm -hmm. so i decided i'm going to read this passage in full um now as myth transcends thought, incarnation transcends myth the heart of christianity is a myth which is also a fact The old myth of the dying God without ceasing to be myth comes down from the heaven of legend and imagination to the earth of history. It happens at a particular date in a particular place followed by definable historic consequences. We pass from bald from a balder or an Osiris dying. Nobody knows when or where to a historical person crucified under Pontius Pilate by becoming fact, it does not cease to be a myth this is the miracle and this is the part that i was i was trying to quote horribly earlier i suspect that men have sometimes derived more spiritual sustenance from myths they did not believe than from the religion they professed to be too, to be truly christian we must both assent to the historical fact and also receive the myth fact though it has become With the same imaginative embrace, which we accord to all myths, the one is hardly more necessary than the other. A man who disbelieved the Christian story as fact, but continually fed on it as a myth would perhaps be more spiritually alive than one who assented and did not think much about it. So, again, there's a lot to unpack there. Mm -hmm. But I know that you've read that. What are your thoughts on on Christianity being a true myth what are your thoughts on on a man being able to derive more sustenance from from the mythic than from the religious if 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 they think more about the one than the other just what are your thoughts
0: yeah first of all I I love his reference to, you know, some of these pagan myths, um, you know, the Osiris and whatnot, the, the idea of the dying and the rising God. Because um, a lot of times people, you know, point to the these old myths and then say that, okay, you know, the Christian story is essentially some recapitulation of, you mm-hmm. know, these old pagan myths uh, thrown into the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lewis makes the point, and I think this is exactly right, and of course he's not alone in this, that, okay, if ultimately the gospel of Jesus Christ is the story of the cosmos, which of course is the Christian position. Well, you can expect that shadows of this story are go- are going to come up throughout human history, throughout the human imagination, and so it's not so much that you know the Christ story, as held you know by Orthodox Christians, um, is a you know reflection of these pagan myths. It's no, the pagan myths are actually a reflection of Christ. <laughs> right. Right. What um what. It's somewhere in the book of Acts,
1: and I can never remember where, but somewhere in the book of Acts where it's either it's either Paul or Peter, again, I can never remember, but one of the other, they are they're talking to the Hellenists, and they are they're saying basically, like, you've got some of the details right, you're just using the wrong names. And, right. and like that always that always jumped out at me because like on the surface, it's just it's a very clever Wave of evangelism but more more fundamentally i think that there's something right there i think that I, I think that it was either lewis or tolkien or maybe not either of them but someone in their orbit said that that myth is myth is the the story god is telling using the images he finds you know and, and so like the, the idea of of stories of dying and rising gods that just seem to be found in all these different cultures, you know, you could say like, Oh, so Christianity is just another one of those. It's like, well, possibly, but what if Christianity is that myth and all these others are retellings of this, this fundamental truth, this fundamental myth. Um, you know, I I think Jonathan Pagiot calls it the universal myth um you know again these these similarities that we see popping up all throughout uh mythic history all over the world it just seems a little too coincidental to Mm -hmm. just be like you know south america the the mayans and the greeks and the mongolians they all had stories of of dying and rising gods well isn't that something Mm -hmm. um it really is something maybe it's more Mm -hmm. of something than we give it credit for what are your thoughts
0: yeah, I mean, of course, you can find traces of this idea, you know, as far back as you know, the you know, church fathers or, um, uh, you know, Justin Martyr, the idea that the seeds of the Logos are, you know, spread throughout mm. um, throughout the reality, yeah. right? And so, you know, even the pagan has access to what we would call Christian truth. I mean, really just truth itself, yeah, right? Even the pagan has access to truth, you know, as God's image bearer living in God's reality. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly right. That ultimately you can find traces of truth in even these pagan myths, because ultimately end of the day, you know, these are God's image bearers living in God's creation. And so you can only expect that truth is going to emerge in in various forms, even if it's clouded, right? Even if it's, you know, perverted in some cases and in many cases, perhaps, um, nonetheless truth is there because, you know, we are storytellers, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and as Tolkien says, we are subcreators creators dealing with the materials that are already provided for us by the ultimate storyteller, who, of course, is God. Yeah. And so, yeah, all these myths are, um, are kind of working with the story elements already provided to us. And so we can expect that there are going to be these similarities, you know, mm-hmm. uh, across the globe and, and across time, which, of course, ultimately find their ideal fulfillment in the story, which became facts mm-hmm. in Christ. As a side note, recording some of these podcast conversations recently has revealed to me how much I use uh, um and other fillers. I'm going to be much more cognizant of that moving forward. But in any case, I believe that this was a valuable conversation, so be sure to listen to the full conversation on Jeremy's podcast and subscribe to Through the Keyhole. Stay tuned for next week when I am joined by C.R. Wiley to discuss his book In the House of Tom Bombadil. But until then, I wish you many meaningful roads ahead.